0: Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer.
1: This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne. Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th,
0: only on Hulu. Before we begin, I want to take a moment and tell you about another podcast I've been involved in that some of you may want to check out. That said, I'm sure it's not for everybody out there, as quite honestly, it couldn't be more different from Nighttime. So let me explain. Listeners of Nighttime have already met my seven-year-old son. His UFO encounter near a Halifax Dairy Queen was featured in a prior episode. But during his time on that episode, what he didn't mention was his love for cats. I mean, he's completely obsessed. But in one of life's many cruel twists... His love for cats is rivaled only by his allergies towards them, and it's a real shame. But thankfully, he is able to use technology to overcome the biological barriers that keep him away from the felines that he loves. His passion for cats is on full display in his new podcast, Talking About Cats. As the name suggests, in each episode, my son Dominic talks about cats talks to his friends and family who have cats, or he listens to recordings his listeners send in telling him about their cats. So if you like cats, kids, and podcasts, search for and subscribe to Talking About Cats wherever you get nighttime. You are tuned to the Nighttime Podcast focused on the fringe of Canada. As listeners of this show hopefully noticed by now, I put a lot of effort into uncovering the many interesting people, places, and events Canada has to offer. In this episode, I'm going to tell you about a past discovery I've made that's become an annual pilgrimage. For me, this story starts back when I was a kid. Like many on the east coast of Canada, my childhood summers have always included a weekend or two in Cavendish, Prince Edward Island. For any of you unfamiliar with the place, it's a sort of seasonal tourist haven that kicks into swing late spring and grinds to a halt once school gets back in session each September. For my brother and I, the highlight of these vacations to Cavendish was always a visit to the Rainbow Valley theme park. For any of you not fortunate enough to have visited, Rainbow Valley was something like a cross between Disney World and a high school play. The attractions all appeared to be homemade, more than a bit unrefined, and wonderfully tacky. But there was something about it that just reeked sincere and genuine. But anyway, I won't waste too much time reminiscing about my childhood memories of Rainbow Valley. Instead. I'll advance the narrative by about 30 years or so. As anyone fortunate enough to have grown older knows, life has a funny way of repeating itself. Just as my parents did with my brother and I, I too take my two boys to Prince Edward Island each summer for the water parks and the roller coasters. But sadly, one thing has changed. The whimsical Rainbow Valley is now long gone And in its place are unimagined half-assed tourist traps. I hate to be that guy, but I am. The attractions in Cavendish PEI, much like everything else in the world, suck much worse now than they did when I was a kid. And perhaps that's what motivated me to expand my summer vacation to the parts of Prince Edward Island that exist beyond Cavendish. A few years back, I decided to take an afternoon and road trip to the Twin Shores campground in Kensington, PEI, to visit the location of a UFO sighting I covered in one of the earlier episodes of the show. While on my way there, I passed by the topic of this episode, and the sight of it nearly caused a traffic accident. On an otherwise forgettable street, a strange-looking and obviously aged mansion stretched out on a large, well-landscaped lot. I looked up at the house and thought to myself, what the hell is that? And then I saw the sign advertising tours of the Haunted Mansion Amusement Park, and immediately my afternoon plans changed. As I pulled in, I was overwhelmed by what can only be described as a sort of gothic amusement paradise. There were gargoyle statues, they were offering rides on a ghost train, and of course disembodied voices screamed out from beyond. And the best part is, this obviously wasn't one of those turnkey, store-bought amusement park attractions. This had that unique touch that can only be achieved by the passionate work of a DIYer, just like the Rainbow Valley I spent my summers at all those years ago. Now, as far as the Haunted Mansion goes, to say the place has sunk its teeth into me would be an understatement. My annual vacation to PEI is no longer confined to Cavendish. It's in fact my day trip to the haunted mansion in Kensington that I most look forward to. And I'm about to share the place with you. Tonight in this episode of Nighttime, we're going to get a behind the scene tour of the haunted mansion by John Davison, the owner and the creative force behind Atlantic Canada's spookiest amusement park. Oh my god, so something's so something's pop out! <laughs> ah! What's that guy doing? Well, let's jump into it. So first just tell me about the place. Like for people who've never been here or ever heard of the Haunted Mansion in Kensington. What is this?
1: Well the Haunted Mansion reportedly was built back in the eighteen nineties by this uh, eccentric English gentleman, Dr. Jack, who would come here. We don't know why he came to the PEI in particular, but uh, steamed across the sea and uh, settled in here. Um, and he built it, called it Whitechapel. Okay. It was a uh, an inn, and he had a little uh, sort of doctor's practice, surgery area where he he mm. did his work and his experimentations. Um, and uh, yeah, years later, the the place had kind of fallen into disrepair. And then mm. when we kind of came across it, we said, "Well, let's open it up as a museum." And we decided, well. It turned out more of a haunted house than a museum. Yeah, I couldn't imagine this
0: done. being anything beyond <laughs> a, a haunted mansion.
1: It, it just, you know, when you look at the building from the outside, it's it's a haunted house. It just is.
0: Yeah, the style is really unique when you look at it from the outside. It's not like anything else on this this island. Like, what, how would you describe? It's, well, this it's
1: it's the uh, the old English Tudor style. Okay, um, is what the building with the the black and white. Um, Black and white design. I, yeah, detail. Yeah. It's detail. odd. It's, it
0: looks like a lot of finer woodworking probably went into this place when it was new.
1: When it was new, well,
0: yeah, there was a lot of a uh, lot of that work done. How did you come to open this as like a roadside haunted attraction? Like, how did? How did that
1: come to be? Well, a number of years back, it was a friend and I. Um, when when we purchased this business, it was it was Kensington Water Gardens, and uh, there was a kind of a walk through attraction in here in the building. Okay. Um, he and I had had always thought, well, we'd love to open a haunted house, mm-hmm. um, but this was kind of it was up for sale and it was available, so we jumped in, and we ran it for the first summer. And before October that year, we had decided we we're going to do a, a Halloween thing. Okay. Um, we did it for only two nights that first year, mm-hmm. and had so much fun. Yeah. The next year, of course, Halloween got went from two nights to I think, four nights, and the year after that, that Halloween went from four nights to eight nights. Um, finally, got to the point and said, "Why are we Why are we tearing all the stuff down that we create for Halloween each year? Why don't we put a little more work into it and do this year round?" And and uh, that's where we ended up.
0: So. Water gardens? Do you mean like kind of like a botanical garden sort of thing, or like water slides? Oh
1: no, like a botanical gardens. Yeah, wow. we we had uh, a lot of ponds out there and streams running through them, yeah, okay. um, and the uh, you know and the, the the various varieties of flowers in the gardens.
0: So that took quite the turn from a botanical <laughs> garden that my grandmother would
1: love into it, it did it did. And you know the the first year that we made the transition, we we were we still couldn't kind of let go of the 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 water garden side mm-hmm. of things. So the first year we were the Kensington Water Gardens and Haunted Mansion and, and people were sort of thinking to themselves well he said you know either you're one thing or the other what's yeah. it going to be so finally we said okay we're we're Haunted Mansion and uh, and then people would come through the Haunted Mansion they get out and they'd be wow we didn't even think you had gardens out here this is beautiful what <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so it's when was it that you first bought it uh, bought it in 2001 okay and, and did you like when you bought it did you have any background in this sort of thing before this uh,
1: not in the haunted house side, but uh, but my family had been in tourism for years okay. um,
0: in in Cavendish, at Rainbow Valley. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you about. People who listen to my show from Atlanta, Canada, Rainbow Valley is like a legendary thing. I came every year as a child. Yeah. What is the connection between the haunted mansion and Rainbow Valley? Are you the same family or the the same family? My father um, was the
1: uh, was the owner of Rainbow Valley. Oh, really? I mean, I had always been there. You grew up in the business, and, mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of hard to it's hard to get it's out of, it's in your blood, and uh, yeah. uh, I love you know, I love doing it. Yeah. I guess we got to a point. My father was aging, and mm-hmm. and he was ready for retirement, and there just there just seemed to be uh, I guess a time a time for a change, time
0: to mm-hmm. move. Um, There's actually a documentary about Rainbow Valley, and your dad talks about the selling during a health scare. Yep. but then it seemed he recovered and almost regretted selling. He he is uh, a healthy eighty-four-year-old
1: man wow. right now. Um, probably yeah. Probably if it, if it hadn't been for the health scare, there 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 would have been.
0: Maybe. I, I
1: don't don't like to say what would have been, mm-hmm. but uh, I really you know I missed the uh, I missed the, ha- the 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 Cavendish
0: um, side of things when we were gone ma- from there. Yeah, it's a magical place in Rainbow Valley. Like some of my. Fondest memories as much from my childhood as like talking to the owl in the tree. There was the little haunted cave, the witch's cave. Yes, yeah, yeah, witch's cave. Yep. Um, but anyway, it had the UFO, of course. I yep. do a lot of episodes about UFO sightings, yep. and I probably could trace a lot of it back to the <laughs> gift shop in Rainbow <laughs> Valley. Um, but it's like, as far as you, so you have your the background in this growing up in it. So it's it's not this huge step for you to start your your own spot here. But it seems like you must be pretty into kind of the horror side of it because, like, I see a hearse outside. I'm guessing that's your vehicle. That's that's uh,
1: yeah. We picked up that hearse two years ago now. Okay. And uh, I tell you, I just love love jumping in that thing and driving in Summerside to I go grocery shopping. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so the um, you, you talked about just getting back to the building. You you bought this place. It was more like a botanical garden. What did like what kind of work had to go into changing the building full-time from you know a, a garden tour into the haunted mansion like the, the reason I ask that is because when you walk through it a lot of the stuff in here the scares and the equipment doesn't appear to be the stuff you would order online and buy or something it looks a lot of kind of homemade DIY type stuff like
1: well and, and there's a lot of that from the from the background at Rainbow Valley yeah um, we always found that if you were going to do something uh, in in sort of an amusement park in Atlantic Canada you had to be able to do a lot of things yourself because Mm -hmm. you really couldn't afford to bring in you know the high-quality stuff that was being produced down in the southern states. Mm -hmm. Um, My father was a great person for figuring out how to build something Mm -hmm. and would tinker at something until until they got it right uh, and I I guess it kind of flowed in and and I've kind of got a my background was in electronics making things move yeah and and yeah it kind of came came pretty easy when you started to say okay this is what I want to happen you just thought it out and just made
0: it work made it work yeah the animatronics um, at the time I remember how realistic they appeared as a child at Rainbow Valley but I think it almost fits better here because they're they're just so creepy because they're human <laughs> but they don't quite move like a human so they're much better suited in a haunted mansion yeah. than. You know, uh, an owl in a tree, an owl in a tree. Yeah, it's but yeah, that's it's funny because it's a lot of what I enjoyed about Rainbow Valley. It seems so genuine and sincere, and like you can tell, someone put a lot of love into it and a lot of care and thought into it. That's what I see here, and that's why I like it here so much. As you walk through, it doesn't look like an investor just dropped down money and had some company come in and put this together. You can tell it's people who with a passion for it that are you know carefully deciding what goes where. Thanks for saying that. Uh, as far as the scares go and, and the way everything's put together, it seems like you really are straddling the line between adult entertainment, because there are some parts that are quite intense, but also of course you need to be accessible for children, yeah. like how do you balance the scares to, to make everyone have a good time here? It's it's a hard
1: thing to do to try and to try and scare the adults um, without, I guess, putting it out of the realm of a child's mm-hmm. activity. Um, we stay away from anything kind of that's that's bloody and gory.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, that being said, there's a sink upstairs that runs blood all the time. <laughs> but we stay away from any you know like a, a disembodied head that's
0: actively, bleeding. yeah,
1: actively bleeding <laughs> all over the place. I'd like to do something like that. That'd be fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, we we try to stay in, in in more like a startle and a surprise. Okay. Um, in a creepy environment.
0: Yeah. Okay. I had. Uh Like you definitely do have it on the line though I had an experience here two years ago I came in with my son who was five at the time he made it just past the like the front lobby he maybe went in a room or two and he had to turn around but he can't handle children's movies Um, so I walked him out and then I just continued on alone and my son and I we had bought like glow sticks for Mm -hmm. the walk so I had a couple glow sticks with me just walking alone and as I was walking I entered a room and I could hear like a child like weeping and for a second I wasn't sure if it was a part of the ride but it was like no like a little boy and I think his he was in with his siblings who like went a room or two ahead and I think Left he to was too high. afraid to go. So I pretty much like I gave him the glow sticks that my kid had so he could light the way and I'm like, let's, you know, got to get you caught up to your family. But it was uh, for a second, I felt like I was in a real world like, emergency, but of course it's very safe and all that. But it's like, you must have a lot of experiences where people just cannot take it. Like can, you, can you think of some of the more memorable times that somebody had to back out?
1: A lot of the ones that really stand out in my head are, are the uh, are the times from Halloween because, of course, at Halloween, things are ramped up a little bit more, and we've got uh, we've got our real people inside as okay. well. Um, it's not unusual to hear it being said, "Oh my gosh, I just peed."
0: <laughs> so that happens. <laughs>
1: on, on the one hand, you sort of think, okay, "We've got a cleanup to do," but on the other hand, you sort of think, "That." Ah, yeah. I'm a little, little satisfied by that too.
0: Yeah, that's uh, like the ultimate customer service yeah. su- survey, like IEPed in there. Yeah, a little. <laughs> but then yeah. it wasn't my choice.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we do have we do have the fire exits along the way, and and people are encouraged if you're, yeah, if you can't handle it,
0: don't don't feel bad about going out the fire exit yeah. because. What percentage of the people do you think make it through? Like, are we talking like ninety five percent? Oh, I, yeah, I think a good ninety five percent can
1: make it through. Yeah. Um, a lot of times the the kids who are the most afraid once they make it through if they if they make it all the way to the basement they make it out the the door um, after a few minutes of a cool down they're ready to come back in and do it again yeah it's a real feeling of accomplishment for them uh-huh and i could see that
0: yeah because it is a lot like a roller coaster it is it's it's a, it's,
1: a, it's a, yeah kind of building you up building you up and and then boom you get dropped
0: and then when you walk out I can now. I can. It makes sense because when you walk out of the, the tour, you're kind of in this beautiful garden. I have always thought that was kind of odd, but yeah. fitting. But now it makes sense why there's these lovely gardens up there.
1: That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we, we kind of play the gardens off as being you know Doctor Jack's, um, personal gardens that mm-hmm. he used to. Uh, well, we'll say he fertilized it well.
0: Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Who knows? It's a, a mystery best left unsolved. Exactly. I would say. Exactly. You, know, as yourself. Being involved in putting this whole thing together, there's so many individual like scares and pieces of equipment and whatnot. Do you have any part of the tour, the house, that's like your personal favorite, like the, the part you're most proud of?
1: I've always been particularly fond of the uh, the cemetery scene that mm-hmm. we that we have down in our, our little churchyard at the far end of the building. Yeah. Um, it it was one that we put a lot of uh, a lot of more a lot more detail into. Um, I feel the you know I feel the 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 effect still stands up today, although I do have some, you know, some ideas of what I'd like to do to change yeah. it now, but I've always been happy with that one.
0: What's the story with there's one spot I think it's in the basement where it, I almost feel like I'm all of a sudden I'm walking like downtown and like. London in the 1800s at night or something. It's like these storefronts. Well,
1: you see that was that was something that you know, the original owner There dr. Jack when he came from London there. He uh, he built these streets now. It's rumored. He might have chased some of his um, Victims and uh, <coughs> guests down these streets uh, late at night and, and Rumors and innuendo. It's hard to say
0: uh, Either way, it's a, it's a, a very evocative <laughs> feeling when you walk down there it's I'm just like who put all this together it just seems so unusual
1: this yeah that, that was that was a that was all there when we moved in I, I have to say that was uh, that was a part of part of the history really yeah
0: Wow I can't even imagine what that would have been for <laughs> um, you mentioned as well like the, the idea of you're always kind of uh, changing things around looking for ways to improve it can you think of anything in the, in the in the mansion that was like was there ever like a a scare or a piece of equipment that you thought would work but you just couldn't get it right or maybe something that you didn't think would work but it exceeded your expectations and really came together Ooh.
1: the bottomless pit was one that um, we had uh, had been at a, a uh, one of the haunt shows mm-hmm. and in a seminar these guys were discussing how they had how they had made the bottomless pit in their haunt, mm-hmm. and and of course came right back here. And I said, "This is what we've got to do." I said because it was a there was we did have a room and it was kind of a dead room, mm-hmm. and and I said we've got to have this built in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've never been disappointed by the by the bottomless pit. Yeah, that's a
0: fantastic spot. The effect of standing there, it's it's so so real. You,
1: you're you're ready to separate off the platform and go into the hole.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you have any big upgrades or additions in the future that people could look forward to? Like, what's going to be next here, aside from surviving?
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make it through the pandemic, and we'll yeah. all wear. You no, know, uh, I do have a couple of the rooms inside there that uh, say one ones that have been um, have been there for a long while, and basically want to just sort of gut them and pull them out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The idea to keep the. To keep the thing as a story as you start in the mm-hmm. first room and, and, and create the story on the way through, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's the, sort of the, the big thing for me. So yeah, there's a couple things that we need to correct just to make the, to make the story flow okay. um, and, and get, it, uh, get it just right.
0: Sorry to pull you away from the episode, but I want to take a moment to thank the subscribers of the Nighttime Premium Feed, as it's their support that makes this show possible. If any of you listening enjoy Nighttime and aren't subscribed to the Premium Feed, let me take a quick moment and explain what you're missing. For about the price of a cup of coffee, you can subscribe to a different podcast feed in which the episodes are posted earlier than here in the free feed and are done without any advertising but there's more benefits to the premium feed than simply better versions of the free content. The premium feed also includes post-show discussions and a variety of additional content that will take you even further into the rabbit holes. So if you've got a couple dollars to pitch in towards the creation of Nighttime, the premium feed is for you. You can access the premium feed at patreon.com slash nighttimepodcast. So with that said, again, a huge thanks to all subscribers to the premium feed, and a thank you to everyone else listening for considering it. Now, let's get back to the episode. And for, um, I, I want to ask you as well about what was in the news, was there was a statue stolen from here a year or two
1: ago, we a head? Had, we had a giant head stolen.
0: What's the story with that and what happened?
1: Um, well, the giant head was something that we had, we had uh, I guess when we, when we were looking for something to stand out for, we had we had built this head and it sat on one of our gate posts at the road for years. Mm-hmm. Um, a number of years back then, I had picked up a couple of stone gargoyles yeah, and they, awesome. they replaced everything at the gate. So the head was... Um, on one of the train rides, the little train ride that we do for the kids, mm-hmm. the the head became just sort of a statue along the way that the kids would see in the in the bushes and be able to point at and, okay. and various things, uh, and the uh, the head was, I have no idea why, but somebody jumped the fence. The only thing that went missing was this giant head, wow, um, and and it it never never turned up. It's been a year now,
0: and uh, there's been nothing. And there was a lot of exposure, like CBC did articles, they had videos, I think, of the guy doing it. We had a video of the guy going across, wow. uh, jumping over the fence. Um,
1: it, it made, as far as, as far as I know, the furthest west, uh, the story made it as far as Hamilton, Ontario. Really? Okay. Um, I, I caught it up in their paper, and was I was I things. was really hoping to make it on late night or something. Oh, <laughs> that would be
0: nice. So, for, for people hearing this that want to check this place out, how can they find you and find out about it? Where's the best spot?
1: Um, Facebook. Check our Facebook page. Yeah, we've got our Haunted Mansion Facebook page, or uh, or HauntedMansionPEI.ca uh, for the website. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of good pictures on the on the Facebook page, and uh, if you've taken a picture here and and you've you know got it on the computer later on and discovered that there's somebody standing in the background share it with us
0: (laughs) yeah that that said like running a haunted attraction like this have has there ever been anything that's happened in here that made you kind of wonder if all the scares were of your doing
1: a lot of nights especially getting ready for halloween you know we we put a lot of long hours in Mm -hmm. um most of the staff has gone home at at a decent time and and i'm working in the back end myself and you'll start to hear noises and I know the noises that we put in here, I know the noises that we created, and I know the noises that we have on soundtracks. And you hear noises that aren't your noises. That's when it's time to go home and go to bed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it could be the long hours, it could be Dr. Jack's experiments. It could be
1: Dr. Jack's experiments, you just never know what might turn up down there.
0: I'm gonna break (laughs) out. If you're looking for a great way to spend a day in Eastern Canada, look no further than the Haunted Mansion in Kensington. This place, quite honestly, is something special. After meeting with John, the place makes so much more sense to me. I went into our meeting knowing there was a connection between the Haunted Mansion and Rainbow Valley, but I didn't realize how close that connection was. So with that said, let's wrap it up here. But first I'm going to end with some thanks. First, a big thank you to John Davison for taking some time to tell us about the Haunted Mansion and its history. But most importantly, a huge thank you to the listeners of Nighttime. Without your interest and support, Nighttime would have seen the light of day many moons ago. And if you want to help keep the lights out here at Nighttime, let me recommend the premium feed. It's what makes the show possible. And with that said, I'm going to thank the newest members to the feed. Brian B., Jen Root., Adam the OG, Lisa, Jeff, and Ashley. Thank you for your generous support. For anyone else who'd like to support the show but can't help financially, you can give me a big hand by simply liking and sharing the episodes on social media. With that said, if you want to stay up to date with my activities, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I use the handle at NighttimePod. If you have any story ideas or want to give feedback on the show, you can reach me at nighttimepodcast.com slash contact. Now until next time, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let me know if you decide to visit the Haunted Mansion. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright Jordan Bonaparte.
1: It's okay, it's
0: okay Sage.